Coast. High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Welcome along to the last hour of the program. If you missed the first couple of hours and you're relying on the podcast, stand by. They're going to go up a little bit later on today. For those that are thinking about heading out onto the water and braving a little bit of rain that's still floating about, although most of it does seem to be a, a north of Cherry Hills at the moment. Sydney Harbour, Pitwater and Botany Bay sees south uh, southerly winds 15 to 20 knots, decreasing to about 10 knots late in the evening, seas below point uh, below one metre. Offshore, south to southeasterly 15 to 20 knots, seas 1.5 metres, decreasing to one metre around about midday. Southerly around one metre, increasing to one to 1.5 during the morning. 60% chance of a shower, but we know that. And the chance of a uh, thunderstorm offshore in the morning as well. Just before, we're going to catch up with Mark Benaziak very, very soon, but just before we went to the news, we were just about to chat about gyros. Now, Alan, can I just confirm we're talking about the gyroscopic stabilisers here, or is there another product? No, no, that's a type. How the hell do they work? It it just seems like weird magic to me. (laughs) It's a round spinning weight that counteracts the rocking of the boat. How? How? It's just a mass of it spinning. It's a gyro. Yeah. It's a stabilising gyro. So it can turn different directions if the boat started to rock and settle the boat down. But what you have to remember is they're fairly expensive and they use a lot of power uh, to do it. Like, I've, I inquired about one for my, my boat, which is a larger boat, and it was over $200,000. Wow. And it burns 55 amps of power, and you've got to spool it up to 30 minutes before you move. So what so does it actually do, Al? Al? Yeah. What does it actually do? Well, it's it's a spinning weight that spins opposite the way the boat is rocking, so it stabilises the boat. That's a simple answer to it. Okay. Did we see that some years back where they introduced that into some of the yachts in the Sydney to Hobart? They used to have some of that. They've got canting keels to hold them, but they don't have the power to run gyros in, in their racing yachts. Not at 50, not at 50 amps. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it takes a lot of power to run them. But you know, on a, on a, say a 26 or 28 foot boat, uh, you put one in there, but it's still a very expensive thing. It takes up a lot of room down low in the centre of the boat. And, and it, 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 even if you were running a motor and you had a decent alternator on it, it's it's going to increase your fuel consumption too. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, well, what I'm talking about is is a very large one, but the smaller ones still use a fair bit of power. So you need to have the battery backups, and you know it'd be a bit hard to use it while you stopped. Yeah, of course you wouldn't have the battery backup. You'd have to run a generator or have something else going. But look, they've got the uses, especially for people that suffer from seasickness. Um, it stabilises the boat. Yeah. And and if you did have the generator and, uh, you know, money, not you know, they're not that expensive to run, um, but they are a cost. Um, and you're sitting on a mooring or an anchorage somewhere and it's a little bit dusty weather-wise and you, you do need a good night's sleep, then that would be a, a pretty big advantage, one would think. Oh, it would, but you've got to run a motor all night as well, too. Yes, yeah. So you've got that on in the background. But look, they suit very well, um, and they're all the rage at the moment. But a lot of people look to put that in boats, especially mm. you know, the larger boats, but you've got to have the room to put them in. Yeah. What about... Let's come back to batteries. Yes. What What? What, what do we recommend? Do we, do we have, or do you think, there's a... One battery is better than another brand, or was oh, there a I'm brand always. that you particularly go with? For the last 40 odd years, I've used Century batteries, which is owned by UASA, and uh, they're very good. We have very little problems with those. You know, we go through hundreds of batteries a month, and um, the warranty rate or comeback rate is very small. So that speaks for itself. Yeah. yeah so, we uh, we years ago, and I'm I'm talking many many years ago when I was an auto electrician, uh, we we stocked Century batteries, and we used to uh, for taxis. We did a lot of work on taxis, and they would love the marine batteries because they just did not fail. They well, you, if you put it in and the car started, that was it. 
that's right. Look, the difference between a marine battery and a car battery, for instance, each of the cells in a marine battery is isolated in like a packet. Yeah. Because a car has suspension and doesn't drop the pounding that a marine battery does. Yeah. With a marine battery, if it's got any um, sulfate on the outside or like any scale and it gets bounced without suspension, that will fall off and, and uh, settle in the bottom of the battery. Once there's enough in the bottom of the battery, it shorts out the cells. The cells, it shorts it out, the battery's all over. Yeah. Well, what, watermakers, you've got a watermaker on, on board your boat. Yes. Um, I was listening to uh, some guys that were doing some ocean passages during the week, and they, they were saying, you know, just because you've got a watermaker, you you know, watermakers can fail. You need to make sure that you're taking enough water if you're doing a, an ocean passage to make sure you've got enough water to get to your destination because if your watermaker fails, you have to turn around. Oh, look, we always carry a lot of spare bottled water on board just yeah. in case. You could have a problem with your tank or things like that. You know, I've got a water maker that will make 140 litres an hour. I don't need to make that much. But um, well, I've got a rain man on board. A very good water maker. It's very simple. And it's only looking after a couple of filters. There's not that much to go wrong with it. But you do have to pickle them if you're not using them. Yeah. A very good thing. And fairly economical as far as power goes. While it's running, it only burns four amps. Um, I'd start up with six amps. Gee, that is cheap. Yeah, and so it's quite good to use. But, you know, you're talking eight or nine thousand dollars to buy a unit. So you're only going to buy it if you're doing an extended cruise. You're not going to buy it just so I'll put one on board. No. And you can get the, the Rain Man as portable ones where you can carry two cases. And that's the whole thing. But if you're doing an ocean passage, that, that cost is very cheap insurance that you're not going to run out of water. Yeah, well, we, we use a little bit of water because, you know, we still like the creature comforts with the washing machine and the dishwasher and things like that. Um, but we don't have to worry. We cut our water tanks on board from 780-odd litres back to 540 litres because we don't need to have that much reserve capacity with the water maker on board. Yeah. My dishwasher's quite expensive. She cost me three meals a day. <laughs> I wasn't going to go. No, no. I, I, uh, you know, I, I tell you why. I tell, I tell you why. No, it's not dangerous at all. Um, I love to cook. She loves to, she is the, the most amazing cleaner you'd ever want in your, in your factory. She's unbelievable. Everything is spotless. I'm shocking at cleaning. I love cooking. She detests cooking, so we've got the perfect relationship. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Can you send her over to my place? <laughs> what I will do is I will take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk with Mark. But that's it. Stick around. It is 13 minutes after 6. This is 2SM. Talking sport. It's good when you win, but you can't win without having a loser. Exactly. Dennis, I've said that to Pappy and Graham in the lift numerous nights, right? Like, yeah, they're great and they're perfect at a lot of things. But, like... Yeah, you know, what if there wasn't someone like me who's a little bit dumb, gets many things wrong, etc.? You know, the, the balance of what we bring is actually If there wasn't anyone like you, yeah, we, we well, become, we'd, we'd be professional. We'd become even. Weekdays from three. We can still win it without Sammy Kerr. Nice. Very good. Very good. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, I'm glad. You, you may start singing to a big crowd, but I promise by the time you finish, there won't be. Oh, come on. Happy. Happy has never tried to sing a word in his Not life. Not in public, I don't. No, no absolutely so not. So you just back yourself, Len. This is 2SM. Talking Sport. Weekdays from 3. Bendix EV Hybrid Brake Pads are designed to meet the changing needs of EV braking systems, ensuring a low environmental impact whilst delivering low dust and quieter operation. Cleaner wheels, longer brake disc life, and Bendix Green Titanium Stripe technology for instant friction without the need for bedding in. Ask for Bendix EV Hybrid Brake Pads at your next service. Bendix, put your foot down with confidence. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call... 
07-56198-198. When you take Arborvitae to help you manage arthritis and other aches and pains, you can do so with absolute confidence. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. To order online or to find the location of your nearest Arborvitae stockist, go to Arborvitae. That's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U. Or you can phone Arborvitae on 1300 879-863 The world needs natural resources to build and power our future. For 25 years, Glencore has mined the coal, metals and minerals that advance everyday life, that power our homes and businesses and are used in almost everything around us, from electric cars to smartphones and smart homes. Making Glencore one of the world's largest mining companies you've probably never heard of. For more, visit glencore.com.au. Glencore, advancing everyday life. This is 2SM Sydney. High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 16 minutes after 6 here on High Tide. Temperatures across New South Wales a bit uh, bit low this morning at Tamworth. 6 degrees at the moment. They're heading for a top of 20 at Armidale. It's 3 degrees heading to 15. Taree 10 degrees. Broken Hill 4 degrees heading for 15 at the moment at Bathurst. It is 6 degrees Celsius heading for a top of only 15. A little bit warmer on the coast. We were talking about gyroscopic stabilizers uh, a few moments ago. The political version of same is Mark Benaziak because he keeps it stable for shooters, farmers and fishers. Good morning, how are you? Good morning. I've never been referred to uh, <laughs> as a gyroscope. It was meant that way, I assure you. <laughs> How's your week been? Oh, look, been uh, very busy. We sort of, as you said, well, last week we were up in uh, the mid-north coast and we then rolled straight back into Parliament um, and then we're back up in uh, Port Macquarie uh, for the um, Warhope uh, four-wheel drive camping and four-wheel drive you know, fishing show up there. So it's um, been a fairly hectic and busy busy week. Um, I think uh, at the end of last, end of last week I... Um, while we're up in Yamba, we had a um, really, really informative visit up to a, um, a boat builder up there that's doing a lot of our um, building a lot of our boats for you know our police, our marine rescue, SES, even yeah, Yamba Welding and Engineering. Yeah, 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 great, great operation, and they employ over thirty-five people, many young apprentices, and they've essentially outgrown their facility there. Um, they're that busy; they've got enough work for eight, you know for the next 18 months and they could put on they could probably double their workforce um, but they've been struggling for the last oh, over a decade now battling with local and state planning uh, departments about a, a new site they want to move to and essentially expand um, and they're at the point now if they don't get this sorted soon they're going to up and move to Queensland um, and take all those jobs with them um, which would be a damn, damn shame because, you know, this, you know, as I said, it's a great operation and... Hey, Mark. Yeah. Just one second. Al, remember yes. we had this problem way back in the 90s where we couldn't get uh, the boat builders here in New South Wales. That's what I'm talking Queensland because the planning requirements here are too hard and the local councils do not want to help. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's, it seems like there's a fair bit of obstruction from local from the local council, and then it's sort of you know a few games being played about whether it was or it wasn't sent to the you know the joint planning review uh, panel at, at state um, last time around. Um, but yeah, it's we've we've got a we've now got a state government that came in on on the election promise that they were going to bring back you know manufacturing to New South Wales, particularly for government projects and. Here we have this great business that's pretty much building, yeah, the majority of our boats for our, for our marine fleets, um, whether it's police and, um, marine rescue, SES, yeah, they even do interstate police, uh, vessels as well. Um, and we're gonna, we're gonna let them walk to Queensland. 
the council and the planning people have said, we don't want this to happen, how can we stop it? And so instead of saying, we need this, how can we make it happen? Yeah, exactly. Like a, a small town like Yamba will, will certainly feel the loss of 35 jobs. Oh, yes. Um, but but that's, certainly... that's directly 35 jobs. How many indirect does it create? Yeah. Exactly. And it would, it would certainly feel the benefit of another 35 jobs if these jobs yes. were allowed to exist. Yes allowed to expand. Uh, and, and um, as Alan says, you know, it's it's not just about the job in the community, you know, the 6, 10, 20 people that are employed, it's when they go and buy their groceries, where they go to dinner. Exactly. You know, it was released by the, the BIA uh, on Friday. You know, this industry in this country is worth $9.64 billion. I'm, I'm, I know that's only pocket money for Alan, but you get the idea that there's a lot of money out there to be had, rather spend it in New South Wales. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Some of the, you know, some of these contracts are, you know, worth seven or eight million dollars by themselves uh, for this company, and and that's going to walk to, that's going to walk to Queensland. But as you as you said, it's all those, it's all those other investments that come, um, and expenditure that comes from, you know, having these jobs here. It's, it's you know, it's you know, going down to the shops, and it's the kids in the schools, and and. Yeah. The it's, problem it's the problem lies with the council, they all become little prima donnas. <laughs> yeah. Well that's the way it seems with this um this uh this council here and then this problem here. So we're we're gonna be putting it to the uh this issue of the planning minister and try and get him to step in and, and um save this business from going to going to Queensland because yeah, we can't afford to lose thirty five jobs. Um you know, and, and what goes with that. So but uh, look, speaking of prima donnas, um, we do. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about was we we do have some of those uh, wandering around our forests, um, you know, endangering themselves and the lives of forestry workers. Um, and that was one of the main reasons for my trip up north last week was to go uh, meet the contractors and and see firsthand what um, was yeah what they were experiencing. And I think I relayed that to you guys last week um, but uh, when I got into Parliament I I uh, put forward my bill to strengthen the penalties and and strengthen the consequences um, for those people that you know, enter a closed forest and endanger themselves and endanger the workers by strapping themselves to machineries and lying in front of trees and yeah look lo and behold a day after I did that um, they were in, essentially incited again by Sue Higginson to from the Greens to go and go and do this, and we had six young people lying uh, in the path of the tree, and it was only by sheer dumb luck that the uh, logging equipment's chain broke, and the bloke stepped out to fix it, and it was only when he stepped out of the cab that he could actually see these people lying there uh, in the path of the very next tree he was due to cut. Wow! So if he hadn't had that mechanical failure, we would have had six dead young people in the forest um, and that bloke would have had to live with that for the rest of his life I, um, even though even though, you know, most of us would say it wasn't his fault um, you know, he would still have that he'd still you know, have to image. live with that anyone yeah. with common sense would say it's not his fault at all and look Honestly, when they chain themselves to things, I think that's where they should be left. I will always support, Mark, somebody's right to protest. I think that's a, a no. very valuable part of our society. But when you look at you know, the things... No, the thing, the things that, Hang on. Hang, hang. <laughs> when you look at the things that, that, that some of them are doing, particularly the people that are blocking off roads, uh, you know, the environmentalists, they're not, they're not doing themselves a favour. They're not winning friends. They're not making allies they're making themselves enemies and placing yourself in a position where somebody you know as you say might have to live with the fact that they may kill you that's just not fair there's nothing there's nothing no. nice or fair about that no and look i think you're right and i know what kira kira's probably got to say that, you know, this isn't a right way to protest no. um, and this isn't this isn't a protest this is just just bloody mindedness, really. It's just downright dangerous. It's obstruction and it should be dealt with. Yeah, and that's... You're and, right. And you're absolutely right, Kieran, and, and Greg, you're absolutely right. They're not doing themselves any favours because when I, when I stood up in Parliament and, and described all these activities, you know, 99% of the, the politicians were, you know, 
appalled by it. Um, my office became a bit of a revolving door, you know, if people wanted to hear more. And then when I dropped this story about how we almost had six dead people in the forest because of their own stupidity, well, you, you know, if you could have picked, could have picked the chins up off the floor in Parliament, yeah, they were in shock. So they're not doing themselves any favours in the eyes of, of, of the politicians either. You know, so if they, if they think their cause is going to get any traction while they're carrying on like pork chops, and, and being downright dangerous, um, I should rethink. Because Mark, they're not winning any friends in Parliament. How do you stop them doing this? You know, gluing themselves to the ground or blocking the Harbour Bridge or blocking main arterial roads. What can you actually do to stop them? What should the penalties be? And Kieran, don't say just chop down the tree in spite of the fact that they're... <laughs> Please leave that one out, Kieran. I know how passionate you are about this. Yeah, well, look, it's... At, at the moment, the penalties... Um, it's a bit, I would say it's a bit loose because, yeah, the individual forestry contractors, the ones that actually do the cutting down, they can't actually take, um, the, you know, put their own personal charges on them. It's Forestry Corp. Um, so by strengthening, I guess, the laws around the closed forest, it means that the contractors will be able to actually take their own action as well. So, yeah, the protesters will be hit double. Um, but also, I guess, increasing the penalties as a deterrent. A big problem is you've got a couple of repeat offenders just following these contractors. You know, it's all different forests. So we're, we're, you know, our bill basically says if you get removed from one forest, you're banned from them all. Um, you can't come into any other um, operation. It's a for how long? Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty, mu- pretty much forever. Okay. Um, and um, and then we've also got some increased penalties for those that actually incite and fund uh, these people because there there's a few environmental groups and a few um, politicians who are going about and inciting and encouraging this sort of behaviour. So, um, you know, we're saying, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to cut your funds off so you actually have to pay your own fines now um, and, you know, if people are going to incite people to, you know, do this dangerous behaviour, well, we're going, to pop, we're going to go after you as well. And there is a perception out there in the community that the the penalties that, as they stand at the moment, you say, aren't quite at the standard they need to be. I think most people would say they're non-existent because they get done one day and they're back there the next. Well, that's exactly exactly right. They're being let off um, left, right and centre. And uh, I've always said with a lot of... A lot of, uh, you know, penalties and fines, you, you need to, you, you don't need to raise the maximum penalty, you need to raise the minimum penalty. Yes. Because when has the magistrate ever given a maximum penalty? Mm. Um, you, if you raise the minimum penalty, it forces the magistrate's hand to get, to get tougher on these people. Um, and you know, and sadly, that's what's, that's what's needed. Um, you know, because they can't, they can't be reasoned with. It seems at the moment. I just, um, I just love that you brought a topic to the table that spied Kieran up more than me today. <laughs> well, uh, let me tell you, it, it goes back as well. When I had the problems with various um, magistrates, when it comes to fining people about breaking the, the law, when it comes to fishing rules and regulations, and they give them a slap on the back, you know. Larry Mack will talk about one where a bloke knocked off a hundred t- mud crab traps. And he went to court and it was his fourth time and he got fined $400. Fourth time? <laughs> oh my goodness. And, 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 you, and, and we all know the value of mud crabs at the moment. So, yeah. like, it's, yeah, the. It's less for Kieran. It was the people, yeah. the fishermen, that gave the bloke the ultimatum that he should be moving on, otherwise, he might be finding himself talking to the fish. <laughs> well, yeah, as I said, the penalty needs to match the actual impact that it has. Um, and when when you send a, a forestry crew home absolutely traumatised and, and basically broken because, yeah, they all, they almost saw six kids die in front of them um, under their machinery, um, I'd say the penalty needs to be fairly severe. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. Well, if you put them in jail, it costs us about 130000 to keep them a year. So they should have to pay for that. 
You know, the, why should we feed them? Why should we pay tax to feed these people? I mean, well. talk of there's enough <laughs> harassment going on, you know. You've got a particular politician that is harassing now. He's going to have people knocking on man's front door telling me what I should be voting for. Mm. You know, he's an harassment. And, and he's an embarrassment, I reckon, to the world. But anyhow, uh, they don't want to give a law to. <laughs> Mark, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We're going to get it. Swanee, Swanee, if you're listening, grab a whole heap of ice packs and take them next door and see if we can cool Kieran down. Mark, thanks so much for your time. No problems at all, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Mark, that's it there from the Shooters, Farmers, uh, Shooters, Fishers and Farmers party. Kieran, I love it. <laughs> You got a giggle. You're giggling in the background now, aren't you? Yeah, oh, mate. It, it, it's you feel ludicrous. better now. You've let that That's tension ludicrous. out. Ludicrous. <laughs> we'll take a break and be back with more. Inflation has hit seven point eight. Interest rates have increased by another point two five percent. Let's focus on the number one. One is powerful. One act of kindness can produce a flood of joyful tears. And one dollar means two meals for someone doing it tough. Donate at foodbank.org.au. One dollar donated is two meals created. Donate at foodbank.org.au. After the big game, every sports fan deserves to kick back and relax. And what better way to do that than with a mattress from OMF? Get ready to unwind in style with the ultimate in comfort and relaxation. So, what are you waiting for? Head on over to OMF and check out their game-changing range of mattresses. Shop online or at over 50 locations nationwide, 100% Australian designed and owned. Where comfort meets sport. When you face the world with Cetaphil, they do the skincare and you do you. Like Hayley Rasso, Australian and international football superstar. She's always travelling to different climates. From the UK to Australia, her skin is left dry and dull. She faces the world with Cetaphil's new optimal hydration water gel, packed with hyaluronic acid that keeps her skin hydrated for 72 hours or one really long-haul flight. Hayley gets her dermatologist-recommended Cetaphil for a great price every day at Chemist Warehouse. You wouldn't operate a chainsaw blindfolded. You wouldn't ride your dirt bike blindfolded. And you wouldn't walk on your roof blindfolded. Yet too many people dig without searching before you dig online first. Because if you don't search first, you're digging blind. Avoid high-pressure gas mains and high-voltage electricity cables every time. Search before you dig online every time. And never dig blind. Something wonderful happens when you visit Mildura. The city vibe continues, but the outback's only moments away. Fresh produce is endless, the embers are hotter, and the night skies seem longer. Nature sings, kangaroos graze, and the sun glistens magically on the river. Photos captured and stories told are shared amongst family and friends. So, when you're ready, start your journey with us. Visit mildura.com.au for over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It is uh, 26 minutes away uh, from uh, 7 o'clock. Blakey, I suppose the only thing that was missing out at the uh, boat show, they've got the seasickness pills. They just don't have the chill pills for Kieran. <laughs> yes. That's why he's not down here. <laughs> we are hopefully going to catch up with Paul Burton in a few moments' yeah, time and what find out. What happened this morning? You're going to have a cast of thousands in there. Um, they've all got the flu. <laughs> yeah. They came in a bottle. <clears throat> yeah, it must have been the oyster they had last night. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. 
you know. <laughs> when they said they were going to turn up, Al, I said, that would be the first time in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't blame them, can you? I mean, these guys talk so often on the phone and don't get the chance to catch up. Yeah, Why wouldn't right. you? Why well, wouldn't you? It's Sunday night. Sorry? Oh, no, go close, go home Sunday night, don't it? Yeah, let's go home. Let's go home. Closes today. What time, now? Five o'clock? Sorry, you spoke over each other. What time was it, Al? 5 p.m. it closes. 5 p.m. And when does bump out start? Tomorrow or does it start tonight? Uh, tomorrow night. No, tonight. We'll be out by... We'll have all the boats out by midnight or our boats anyway. Yeah. boats out, yes. Wow. Back to work tomorrow. That's a, that's a quick turnaround. Well, you've got it. Yeah. You've got it. Yeah, it's just, just the way you've got to do it. So you're going to take 21 boats out and Paul Burt's going to take a fishing line out. Good morning, Pert. How are you? Paul, how are you? You there, Paul? Paul? Uh-oh. You sure Kieran's not paneling? No, Kieran is not paneling. <laughs> Just let me see if I can whack him back on hold. Uh, see, Kieran, if we're not there, the gremlin is coming. Brendan's giving me hand signals. I just don't know what they, they mean. Is he there or? Oh, he needs a minute. He needs a minute. Do his hair. <laughs> His makeup and his hair. Yeah, it's under, all I understand. I'll, I'll oh. bring him up so when he does come online, he can bag us out. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, my God. You know, well, the thing is, when you go to a bow show, yeah. you try and sleep in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> for a big Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've all got the flu. That's what I was told. <clears throat> yeah, no, mate, I'm, I'm mending the sandwich. But, um, <laughs> and you're in a worse apologize. position too because you have to run out the door and whisper because you're standing in the corridor in the motel. I'm, I'm not like you blokes who you know, stay in castles. I'm staying in a, you know, got, you know family's four sitting in a, uh, you know, not much. So, yeah, I've got to be a little bit quieter. But that's... I do apologise. Brendan, thank you for giving me the, the lead time, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you enjoyed the boat show? Had a good... Mate, it's awesome. It's awesome. If anyone's got the opportunity, come down today and have a look. It's, it's really good. Like, it's so good. It's awesomely good. Like, there's just so many things to see and do. And, you know, you can enjoy. There's plenty of boat activity there. You've got Blake's Marine. You can come and see, you know... Alan, all the all the team there and check out the boats that they've got. They've got all the Suzuki engines and the Suzuki uh, stages up there. There's there's branding everywhere from all the other sponsors and, and supporters and ex exhibitors. And uh, you've got the main marina as well. So it's, it's good. It's a really good day. Have you, and you've got the fishing stage. And have you been filming some stuff for Step Outside at the show as well? Grant, we have been. Yeah, Thursday was our film day. So yeah. We flew down and brought them back from, uh, from, from the Gold Coast and... Brought them down. We set up cameras and uh, and you know interacted with the um, with everyone. So we'll be putting online. Uh, obviously, people you know, obviously, you know, thousands of people who who listen to us um, to to our to your program um, couldn't get to the show. So we're going to be streaming uh, and, and putting out all those talks anyway. So wherever you are, you'll be able to to check out and listen to to you know what they had to say. Awesome. So you, you'll be able to watch. You know. Greg Reed's presentation, PJ Snapper presentation, Reese Creed's you know, Murray Cobb presentation. And, your and, deep and water presentation bus. with your fantastic graphics. Yeah, mate, yeah, no, there's plenty there. So there's, there's always, uh, you know, there's something there for everyone. So, you know, it, that you'll be able to see that um, on our uh, on our YouTube platform in uh, probably the next week or two, which would be perfect for you. And jokes aside, Pat, it's well worth doing uh, a bit, a bit, uh, with, with Bertie's presentation. As I mentioned, he did have some uh, sounders uh, to, to look at as well. And it really it gave a really good visual description of what he was trying to explain and, and, and made it easy for people like myself. Well, I find it difficult to explain things to Ray, myself at the best of times. <laughs> Excuse me, Grant. Yeah. Did he have any drones on display and how to operate them? <laughs> underwater drones. Uh, yeah, we've got the underwater drone. Thank you, Blake. It's um it's called the Firefish, uh, from Australasia underwater and these guys, man, they are it is second to none. This thing is the best and I just gotta say, like, you know, you, you think about and I've mentioned this in, in my other demos that I have a chat with the guys, is that when you're using shade relief from Garmin, and, and Garmin's got a massive stall and presence there as well, is when you use the shade relief 
from Garmin is that you've got, forget Shaverly for a second, you've got your chart plotter and you've got all your marks on there that you've had for decades. And then you put shade relief on, and next minute, on an overlay of your chart plotter, you've got all of these underwater canyons and sea mounts and structure. That, and that's why you're fishing there. But now, view from satellite imagery and also the Navy, is that you can now see it's pretty much a, a 2D, neon 3D compilation of what the ocean floor looks like around where you're fishing. And you can even find spots that you never even had on your plotter because a lot of it runs off shadows as well. And you can then find, wow, I'm going to go and try this spot and this spot. And I have done that hundreds of times since putting shade relief on. And and, and when you, it's just incredible uh, technology that you've got to use it to your benefit. You, you can't ignore it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to go out there and you're going to catch one or two fish. But if you, if you, if you take it on board, oh man, every day is an experience because you're just, like, it's like a kid in a candy store. It, 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 you're being, Reborn into into fishing again. It's it's incredible. I, I just can't say. It. And the underwater drone allows you to put it in the water, and this thing will drive down to 300 feet, and then you can get another 100 meter cable, so you can go more than that, and look at the ocean's floor and drop your line down, find out what. I, I fished a wreck for 20 years. A wreck, maybe 25 years. I fished this wreck for. I dropped the drone on it, only to find the, the amazing fish that I never even knew that would existed there. And, and I'm like, it, it, it's incredible, incredible. But, Paul, it blows my mind that I can sit on my boat and, and look at a visual representation of the seafloor. And when you think about where we've come from the, the grey and black um, fish binders to, to where we are today in a very, very short yeah. period of time, can you yeah. imagine what we're going to have, and we've got drones as now, as, you, as you've been talking oh. about, can you imagine where we're going to be in five to ten years' time, 20 no, years' no, time? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. They'll be bringing Kieran back from the dead. <laughs> we're going to cry. Mate. We'll have a boat. We're, we're, we're cryovacking you. Not cryogenic, it's cryovacking. Okay. <laughs> 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 hey, listen, did you have Leroy on the stage at all? Go again, Kieran. Sorry, buddy. Did you have Leroy from Shimano? Absolutely, yeah, Leroy. He used to work at Shimano and then he left and went, uh, had two twins. Two twins. <laughs> they had twins, and and he's up on the Gold Coast. He literally was seven minutes from my house, and um, and so yeah, Leroy came down, and he uh, he he is an extraordinary fisherman. Came from the stable of Shimano, talked about Australian bass. Man, this guy is so knowledgeable. And and yesterday, the first two days, he was a little nervous because you know it's his first time doing this this sort of stuff. He's done the thousands of hours and days in fishing, so he's he's not shy on that side, but. Yesterday, he, he, mate, he jumped out of his shell and he, he owned that stage. He owned it. He owned, he knew what he was doing. He, he everything was on point. The, he, he was great. And, and, you know, we even sat the back and, and listened to what he had to say and, and you're learning from our guys. I'm learning from Leroy and, and I love my bass fishing and I'm like, huh, I'm going to give that a crack. And same with Justin Duggan with his, you know, Let me say this. And, and Let me say this, boxes. that the people mm. that are on that stage <laughs> that have been there for many, many years find mm. it easy to talk because they know what they are talking about. 100%. That's like you, mate. 100% Blakey and Grant and everybody. You know, you, you, you know you, you're passionate. You're passionate about, about what you're, you're seeing and doing. Hey, I want to get back onto that fish thing because Grant just brought up a really good thing when he said he's sitting on his yacht, right? So when he's sitting on his sailing boat... Imagine if you you want to do an inspection under your boat there, Grant. Yeah. You drop you drop the underwater thing. It's got a 4K resolution with uh, 5,000 lumen, 5,000 lumen uh, LED lights. It'll that'll oh, it won't implode. Um, and and what happens, man? You can get you can put that thing in, and do an inspection under your hull. Have a look at the keel. Have a look how much rope have you got on. You don't want to jump into the uh, have a look under your boat in Sydney Harbour. You know what happens there. So you know why not? Too many okay. too many bull sharks. How much they cost? Mate, they cost around twenty eight hundred bucks. Oh, well, that's not bad, yeah. yeah that's about the cost that, yeah. of an average drone, isn't it? Correct. On a good drone. I mean shitty drones are gonna cost you, you know, forty seven dollars on wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, have a look at them. Do you know how long they last? Forty seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, these ones here they're uh, mate, you'll get um, you'll get a whole day's usage out of it and it, you can um, gridlock and, and map uh, map bottom, ocean floor, seabeds. They use them on uh, like oil tankers, they use them on uh, oil rigs. They're just incredible. So this invention, it's been brought into Australia from these underwater Australasia. They're based at Bay, But 
you know, I, I just can't forget, I can't express enough how good tech is. And it's that technology from Garmin and the underwater drones and fishing electric wheels or just fishing in general that, you know, you, you, these shows bring out the best. And yeah, it's awesome. And, and to be able to inspect underneath your boat, not just for the, uh, not just to see how much growth you've got, but you know, physical, um, you know, like yeah. physical you know, things. If you bump something in the water, or you, you hit a log yeah. or something, you can just go straight under and see how bad it is yeah. without having to haul the boat out of the water. Oh yeah, absolutely. Imagine if you got rope caught around your propeller on a bigger boat. You don't want to dive into the water at times. Sometimes you just chuck it down, have a look, and you've got you can put a, a grabber on the front, cutters on the front. You can do all that stuff, and it's all. All um, remote, and the actual lead, the tether lead, um, it, it's got a hundred kilo pull rate, so they get snagged and give a good yank. Yeah. Um, and it, but the, the tether floats, so you can also see where the drone is in relation to your boat, um, or, or you know, and, and but it stays on top of water, so therefore the tether won't sink down and get snagged. Are they easy to operate? Mate, they are visually when you're looking at them. I, I practice um, first in the pool. And then, um, yeah, that was we, with your normal drone, though, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that was one of these things. <laughs> oh my god, all the jokes are coming out. No, that was in the Coral Sea, Blakey. You know that. <laughs> he's a pilot. 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 <laughs> Mate, I found out there's a um, yesterday on the crowd there. We we're talking because I had the uh, the uh, New South Wales transport on stage uh, at maritime, and we we're talking away. And I said, "Look, who has left the bung out of their boat?" And you know, the maritime guy put his hand up. Uh, a few people put their hands up. I said, oh, "Okay, that's yeah, that's truthful here." I said, "So who's actually you know um, forgotten to put a strap on their boat when they're leaving the ramp?" Yeah, everyone's put their hand up. And I'm thinking, oh, I've got some truth and proof here. I'm going to elaborate a little bit more. Who's dropped the boat off the trailer on the highway? No one put their hand up, so I don't know where that came from. I had my hand up. So, you know, there's, there's a few things there. I just sort of, I thought I won't, I won't ask any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, how long's a tether on them? Like, it's 100 metres long. Uh, oh, wow, well, so okay. Although you can get a um, a, a little uh, uh, additional extra hundred meters, so you can have a longer lead. They made it a hundred yeah. meters. Long. The thing will go down much deeper than that, and it's yeah. it's 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 aerodynamically de designed, dynamically designed for current. So if you're in two or three knots of current, this thing will hold stable on itself, and you can write back on a GPS, or you can if you can have it a uh, a lock point, let's say onto your keel. It'll lock yeah. onto your keel and, and manoeuvre at the same speed of the wow. keel of the boat. Wow. Um, so you can do a proper inspection. But yeah. It, it, mate, it's, a, it's a good thing, Blakey, to chuck on your boat and you just have it downstairs and something yeah. goes wrong, you just whip it out. And literally, it takes 20 seconds to set up and chuck it in the water. It's not, it's, it's a real feasible thing. It comes in a, you can get a bag with it and all that stuff. And the battery last, uh, the battery inside lasts forever and it's got a 64 gigabyte internal memory as well so uh, you don't have to worry about SD cards if you don't want it you can just jam it in pull hey, it out hey. pull it up Paul that saves having a deck hand sorry buddy it saves you having a deck hand and pushing him overboard to the inspect the bottom of the boat have to jump over and do all, the, all that like that, that, that is so true. I do recall a time when we're up in, uh, well, uh, Papua New Guinea, that's right, and uh, there were crocodiles on the bank, and we hooked this big black bass, and, uh, yeah, the decky, he said, oh, I'll go over and unhook it from a snag. We said, no, 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 no. No, so, you know, yeah, you don't want to put your decky into uh, into, the, into unforgiving waters, that's for sure. Yeah, certainly if you don't have a spare. Looking, before, looking forward to getting back up to the Gold Coast at the end of the boat show and only working seven days a week. Mate, I am. I'm looking forward to it. Just doing 15 hours a day, not 24. Yeah. So, it's, um, mate, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I hosted on Friday night the um, After Awards at uh, the Gold Coast Convention Centre. I came here and went up there. So, the Australian Fishing Tackle Awards Association Awards Night. So, the best uh, for the best reels, the best rods, the best tackle innovation, game fishing gear, all that stuff, lures. Uh, and and uh, it was a pleasure to be the host up there. And I, I really, you know, anyone who went to it who's part of AFTA, um, you know, I, I hope you enjoyed the evening and, uh, you know, it was a very, very good show. They had the public day yesterday. Last year they had 500 odd people or 600 people, uh, walk through the doors for the public day. This year they had over 4,000. Wow. So it was a very big event and, um, 
and I'll tell you, you know, Shimano took out amazing amount of you know, rod ownership, uh, you know, real ownership of, of new products. Uh, Nomad took out some new stuff there. Um, you know, there's so much stuff there. Wilson took out some new stuff. So a lot of across the board. For you. Was Peter Pakula there? I, I didn't see him, mate. I didn't even see the guys from Anaconda, um, only because when I was up on stage hosting, and, and then um, during a break, I went and saw my brother Dougie because I don't get the thing too much. And, um, and I, there's 483, 500 people in the room, and, you know, yeah. time I finished one thing, I went out and said hello, and, and then I had to get back up. And, and uh, you know, I don't drink at these things, so, you know, I'm sort of like doing my little thing. I, I didn't get time to even see you know, um, other friends, unfortunately, so I don't know if Peter was there, mate. Question yeah. for you. Mm. See, we're all very good. We're like little school kids putting up our hands, aren't we, to, to jump in to ask you a question. <laughs> Step outside. Uh, new episode drops today, yes? Yes, sir, absolutely, buddy. Um, we are fishing today and, uh, and doing some fantastic cooking today as well. So check it out and, and have a look-see. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a couple of time changes there due to the football. We're getting down to the pointy end of the season. So we're seven and eight, obviously. But, you know, we're showing some uh, some footy on the on the screen. So just check your local guides. Alternatively, tomorrow it's out again. And you can catch Step Outside. I'm seven days a week at the moment. It's every morning. Mm-hmm. And on stage today, I'll be talking to E.T. at uh, 1.30 today. Uh, if you want to come and have a, a listen to that, or again, we'll be we'll be probably recording it and putting up on our uh, on our social as well. Awesome, Paul. Thank you so much for your time. I know it's been a real busy week for you. We oh, really appreciate cool. it. Oh, not a problem. I, I'm so sorry about before with um with the, trying to get out of the room. It's fine. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> Enjoy your day. Thank, Thank you, guys. All the best to you, and um and, and take care. And uh, yeah, come to the show. It's, Cool. Yeah, do get down at 1 o'clock and uh, catch Paul Burt having a chat with E.T. A quick break and we'll be coming back to wrap up the program. Afternoons with Brent Altitude. The Cabinet's decision to keep or not to keep Dr. Philip Lowe as the uh, Reserve Bank Governor. Let's face it, that's a hell of an error. It's not just a small mistake, it's a beauty. I think when you make a mistake like that and you're in a position like that, you can't expect longevity. Around 60% of Generation Z said they feel more lonely now than they did when COVID restrictions and lockdowns were in place. Brent Altitude has Sydney talking. Brain tumour, migraine, dementia. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. Next time you consider exploring the unknown, think about upping your game and taking your adventure to the next level with Max's Tires. With a range of four-wheel drive patterns, including the popular Maxxis Razor, we've got you covered to make sure you get the ultimate adventure every time. Maxxis Tyres. Check out the range today at maxxistires.com.au. That's M-A-X-X-I-S. Maxxistires.com.au. Sustained performance in league is more than just one great game. It's about playing consistently game after game, season after season. Host Plus has delivered strong performance over the long term with top returns over 20 years. A top performing super fund over the long term, that's a plus. Issued by Host Plus PTY Limited. Super ratings SR50 balance index January 2023. General advice only. Consider the relevant Host Plus PDS and T&D at hostplus.com.au. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Search, compare, Host Plus today. The biggest Elvis show on earth. A record-breaking event coming to Sydney in 2023. With over 100 musicians and singers in a world first, father and son star as Elvis. Sydney, it's your turn. The Elvis concert of the year. See and hear all the Elvis songs you know and love. One Sydney show only, Saturday, August 12 at Darling Harbour Theatre inside the International Convention Centre. Get your tickets from Ticketek.com.
Goodyear Auto Care are your tyre and auto experts. Buy four selected Goodyear SUV or 4x4 tyres and you'll get up to $100 off. Plus, we offer great value car servicing you can trust. Goodyear Auto Care, you're good to go. Call 132343. Selected tyres only, conditions apply. 2SM. Sydney's talking. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is six minutes away from seven here on High Tide. Another look at what's happening if you're thinking of heading out today. If you're brave enough to to get a little bit wet. Sydney Harbour, Pitwater and Botany Bay. It's a subtly 15 to 20 knots, decreasing to around 10 knots late in the evening. Below one metre should be the swell. For offshore, south to southeasterly, 15 to 20 knots. 1.5 metres decreasing to one around about midday. The swell uh, southerly at one metre, increasing to one to 1.5 during the morning. A big... I got a message just come on my phone wanting to know why we don't do the forecast for the Sunshine Coast and Queensland. (laughs) Definitely, is it? Okay, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mr. Blake, your day. Back down at the boat show for one more day? Yeah, back down. It'll be a busy day today because the show's only four days this year instead of five, so it's a last chance to get out and uh, pick yourself up a bargain. A nice stacey deal. Yes, yes. We've got eight different stacies on display, so it's worth coming to have a look at it. It's a great display down there. Very impressive. Congratulations on it, mate. Well done, and I mean that in all sincerity. Thank you. As they say, be a racer, buy a (laughs) stacer. And thank you also for getting up early over the last uh, two mornings as well. Uh, I know it's been a a big haul for you. I look forward to catching you back. When are you back in the studio again? Um, Next Sunday. Next Saturday, I'm in Melbourne. Uh, We've got a bar crusher conference on down in Melbourne on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, you're on next Sunday. Oh, yes. we need to chat. Well, that is the program for today. <laughs> so I'm teasing, I'm teasing. That is the program for today. Thank you very much for your company. As Kieran Ricky always says... Keep your eye on the sky and it is uh, going to rain again up here on the Sunshine Coast. Thank you. Well done, man. <laughs> but you just can't stop him. You just can't stop him. You can't. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.